data-driven, ambitious, and love all things marketing? I'm Emma. I've dabbled in all marketing channels in my career, and my passion? Providing my team with the tools to be the superstars. So, I'm making a podcast to share everything I've learned along the way, from my bachelor's internships to early career in marketing to becoming head of international marketing by age 29. Plus, everything I wish my 20-year-old self had known. So pour yourself a cup of coffee, get your snacks ready to go, and let's do this. Hello and welcome back to Marketing Nuggets podcast. So today's episode is my top five tips to productive days as a marketing lead. Now, it's actually six tips, but it didn't sound great as a title, so you're getting a bonus one. Whether you are in international marketing like myself, where I have to have lots of different hats on, I could be in China in the morning, in Singapore at midday, and in the US in the afternoon, and Canada in the evening, so I need to ensure that I have super productive days. Or you might be in one country, but you might be in various different channels, so you might be editing photos in the morning, scheduling organic social in the middle of the day, then you might have to do some Facebook ads in the afternoon, and then you might have to be doing web copy in the evening. So it is a lot, especially if you have really small teams and you're trying to cover a plethora of marketing channels. And if you're anything like me, there is nothing more frustrating than getting to the end of your working day and feeling like you haven't achieved anything and that you've just been spinning plates. I found over the years in whatever marketing role that I have been in that there's always so much to do, super busy, and you need to be juggling a million things. First and foremost, well, if you'd have asked me this before COVID, my number one thing would have been to work out. I mean, I used to get up at 5.30, drive half an hour to the gym, do a hit workout, shower, get ready for work, drive to work, do my full working day, and then I might even go and do hot pod yoga or something in the evening. Now, workout isn't actually my number one tip on my list today. And that is just a sign of the times working from home for a year and it has slightly shifted my productivity to my days. And that's also to do with the fact that a lot of this lockdown, it was winter, so I wanted to get out, but it was too dark before I started work, so I couldn't go and do my workout then. So it is in this list and I, and I will come on to it, but it's just not my number one. But that is very fluid and I absolutely think that it needs to be somewhere in your day. But it's not about that one yet. It's about my number one. So my number one, first and foremost thing that I cannot recommend enough, and it sounds so simple, but I can't tell you how many people don't do this, is before 8.30am, write your to-do list for the day. Now, I structure my to-do lists that the musts that I have to do, my I would like to do, and then my nice to-dos. Now my musts, there's usually about, depending on how big these chunks of things are, there might just be one must because I know that's going to take a big bulk of my day and I might have meetings for six hours of my day and know that I can only do one must. I also write down my likes and as I said, my nice to do's. Now in this list, I also structure any meetings that I have throughout the day because they're things that I have to do. And if I need to bring any prep 
or make sure that I'm ready for those meetings. I like to have them in my to-do list as well because it makes me really conscious of I might have a really big to-do list but how many hours am I actually free that I'm out of meetings to be able to achieve it? That makes it much more realistic. Now, my favourite topic, <laughs> where to write, this is this is making me sound so nerdy, where to write the to-do lists. My team knows if I had my way, I would have a giant whiteboard next to my desk with a big marker pen. I was always that girl in class that, that always wanted to write on the whiteboard. A whiteboard by your desk is not very practical at home or at work. So Amazon do some really nice to-do list books specifically, which make them all structured and you can tick it off and there's nothing more satisfying than ticking something off on your day. Or if you are highly influenced like I was and you saw a girl on TikTok having a to-do list on a digital planner and she had it on her iPad and yes I bought an iPad because I saw her to-do list on there oh my gosh I'm so marketed and I just know it but I still bought it anyway so every morning I have my to-do list on there as I said and I structure this also by work and personal so if I have something that I have to do I make sure that it's on there as well and this really helps especially if you're in a jumble of channels because people have come to me before and said Emma I'm super overwhelmed I've got so much on I'm like okay show me your list what have you got on and then they'll go away and do their list and then automatically they feel half better already just from having it all on paper and then it gives us something to work off and really like take down into bite-sized chunks to be able to work on together and it sounds so simple but I can't tell you how if I have a really really busy week and I don't do this step I feel less productive and I feel like I haven't achieved what I wanted to achieve during that week which might not necessarily be true but it's a really good visual representation that just really works for me. So after I've done my to-do list, I make sure that my calendar in my Outlook is scheduled a week in advance. And I always make sure on a Friday afternoon what's upcoming for the next week to make sure that I have everything scheduled properly. Now, something that has been an absolute lifesaver as I've gone through the years is to schedule two hours a day that is blocked out and it is my most productive time of the day if I can at all help it. Sometimes meetings get in the way and it can't be my most productive time, but if I can help it, it will be in my most productive time of the day. This is where I complete any of the really hard stuff, maybe it's a new country plan, a budget or strategy stuff, or it's something that I really need to concentrate on. It will be during those two hours of the day. Now, my most productive time is in the morning. I like to get up and have my coffee and I can concentrate the most then. But I've always been a morning worker, so you might find that your time is different. Have a little play around with this if you've never done it before and find out your two-hour sweet spot and then try and keep that blocked out. If you have Microsoft Teams, you'll be able to block this out in that app. So it's called focusing and you can block it out during that time and then your little person goes to focusing and then nobody can call you during those two hours. And that's something that I've learned over the years to block out those two hours because it can get so easily that everybody else can book your calendar up and you'll have no time to do the work that you need to do. And there's been countless times where it's half past five the work day is over and I haven't even looked at my to-do list yet. So it's really 
putting boundaries in your calendar to make sure that you've got that time because you know your workload and other people don't know what's on your list to know what's the most important so be really guarded with those hours I also love to have my calendar scheduled a week before as I said because this just enables in the gaps where I don't have meetings to be able to make sure that I'm going to utilize every minute the best way that I can and I don't have last minute meetings going in because all of my days are already planned before that we get to that stage so moving on to number three emails so emails can be an absolute detriment to your productivity if you get lots and lots of emails throughout the day and I don't think I've ever spoken to one person in corporate that has not got a lot of emails I mean it's just a sign of the times everybody has that so things that have helped me and make sure that I don't get lost into an email hole is these simple things. So if it takes me less than two minutes to do whatever the action is, I will do it there and then as soon as I'm reading the email. This is just so it gets off my plate. I don't need to write it down anywhere. I don't need to flag it, do anything with it. It's gone. Somebody has their answer of whatever they were asking. If it's not for me to complete and I'm delegating it, again, I would delegate immediately, send it off, gone. If it is something that is longer than two minutes, I can't delegate it. I, As I get the email, I then send an appointment to myself to block out time in my diary when I am going to do that. You can literally just literally send yourself a, an appointment invite and it blocks off your calendar then I know that it's there and I can attach in that any notes that I might need to be able to complete the action. As well as doing this, I have a separate to-do list that is things that I know that I'm not going to do for the day and I just quickly mark it on there. I don't necessarily need to do that. That's a bit overkill if I've blocked it in my diary, but I just have it in another place as well. If just in case as sort of a backup but that means that I don't need to remember anything because it's blocked out in my time and I will be able to come around to that when I know that it is needed to be done. Moving on to number four so this seems really simple but it just really helps keep everybody on track and it's two things from meetings so the first thing is if I'm ever arranging a meeting I ensure that I send an agenda. I do this for two reasons one because I'll probably want the people to prep something to come to the meeting and two to enable us to stay on track during the meeting there is nothing worse in the corporate world and I've there's so many TikToks on this on a meeting just for the sake of a meeting so putting an agenda in there make sure that everybody stays on track everybody feels like it's worthy of their time and they know what you're after second to this is to send up follow-up actions and notes with people's names on who are doing said actions These two things can seem annoying at the time because it is more admin, but if you do it consistently, it really helps productivity and it helps people have that second guess, do I need a meeting on this? Because when they get to the agenda, they can decide, "Mm, do I need a meeting or can I just whack over a quick email? So definitely helps and I really love follow-up actions and, and meetings, especially because in a few weeks, you can then refer back to it and see where we are with everything. Number five, this is going back to what I said earlier, is to move, go and do something, get some fresh air, especially, you know, it's been really tough working from home when in the winter, when if we did our typical nine to five, it would be literally dark. So I've really tried to have a bit of fluidity here and to ensure that I have a little jiggle around with my work day sometimes and go for that 3pm walk when I just need some air. 
I've listened to loads of audiobooks actually over over lockdown. They've been super inspiring and I might even just be I might just be learning about nothing. I might be listening to a marketing audiobook, something that's a change of scenery, getting out and about. And if you have a call that you don't have anything to present, I've also done some of those on walks, especially when it's with my team. And I just find it nice to have a change of scenery, have my headphones in so I can talk to them. And it's just something that's absolutely kept me sane. It is so easy to miss this out and not get that fresh air because your work list might be really, really high, but you'll be amazed how much better you'll feel just to get a break. I always try and get at least some fresh air, even if it's a really horrible day. But if it is too rainy, then I will do a home workout. And I've put this as number five. And as I said, I used to do this before work. But I think that with the changing everybody working from home for a year, you need to be able to adapt. And I don't put pressure on myself to do this first thing in the morning. I just make sure that I do it at some point, whatever that might look like, even if it's a walk. Before COVID, I never used to walk. I'd always run because I'd be like, oh, a walk is so inefficient. But COVID has definitely taught me it's okay. You can go and have a walk and don't feel guilty about it. So my final productivity nugget for a marketing lead is something that has come out definitely from working home for a year. If you have something that you really need to do and you need to focus on and you need to concentrate it is okay to close down Teams and emails when you need to do this. Teams has been, this is how we communicate. You might have Slack or you might do a different one, but you it has been an absolute godsend this year. It's so handy to speak to your coworkers. You can get really simple, quick answers. You don't need to be sending emails all the time. But on the flip side of that, you might need something that you really need to concentrate and having it pinging all the time is not the best. So I give myself permission during those two hours where I need to concentrate to close down the apps. You don't need them open. And I just ping a message to my team and say that I'm going dark for two hours and they can WhatsApp me if they need me. But you'll be surprised on the amount that you can get done when you have absolutely no distractions and you can just get your head down and do something. I really find this as well. If you're doing something like building out ad campaigns or you're writing copy or you're doing something that is really needs your brain. I really have battled with this so often when I don't close down my emails and I don't close down Teams and then it's taking me four hours to do three Facebook campaigns because I keep getting interrupted. So, And then I'm frustrated because I knew that I could be more productive. So just have those boundaries with yourself that it's okay to do that. And I think that that's something that is tough but if you structured your day in a way to allow this to happen then you can have a two-hour hiatus to be able to crack on and do it and be able to make sure that you can get everything that you want in your day done so that is my six tips i hope that you found something helpful in there this is a shorter podcast than usual but i'm gonna be doing some quick fire episodes like this The next two that are coming up like this are my top five interview tips and a day in a life of a marketer. We also have some super cool interview podcasts coming up where I have some brilliant, inspiring guests and I cannot wait for you to hear some of their nuggets as well as what they wish their 20-year-old self knew. Thank you so much for listening to my Marketing Nuggets podcast. I've been your host, Emma, and I will catch you next time. 
Bye for now.